Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Looks like some people have gone on holidays. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. Well, this morning, as we have announced, today is a holy, this morning is a Holy Ghost meeting. And um, we will endeavor to flow with the Holy Ghost this morning. What is a Holy Ghost meeting? A Holy Ghost meeting is where is a meeting where the Word of God is taught or preached. Secondly, the Holy Ghost is giving free room to move amongst us, ministering to us and through us. Thirdly, the needs of men are met. And fourthly, we are full of joy. Nobody should live here without the expression of the joy of the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God is in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. What a way to end the year. Amen. Praise God. Ending the year in joy. The Bible says that for winter, joy, we shall do what? Draw from the wells of salvation. For with joy, with joy, we will draw from the wells of salvation. Amen. The beautiful thing about this kind of a meeting is that it's not a one-sided meeting. Amen. Number two, anything can happen. Praise God. Tell your neighbor anything can happen. Glory to God. The Lord will do his best to reach every one of us. Hallelujah. And it's not a one-sided affair. Okay? Where everybody's just looking at the pulpit. And uh, it's not a teaching meeting. There are various meetings in church. In the local assembly. Like I said two weeks ago. We have the teaching meeting. Which is the primary um, meeting in a in every local assembly you, you, you shouldn't any local assembly that doesn't place emphasis on the teaching of God's word will not be a well balanced uh, local assembly very important the Bible says they continued daily in the apostles doctrine that is they continued daily in the, in the teachings of the apostles because it's the teachings that lay the foundation for other things that are done, other expressions, other kind of meetings in a local assembly. So um, if the teaching ministry is not um, prominent in a local church, you find out that there will be a lot of imbalances and practices that may probably not be New Testamental in their origin. Okay? So, it's, it's like um, asking a chemistry student to go to the lab, you know, to do uh, chemistry practicals without first being taught 
the theories. Okay? You know, you know, they'll just if they are not careful, they can burn down the lab. <laughs> you know. So it's it's very important. And that's why we place a lot of emphasis on you being taught the word of God. You know. So but an out one of the outflows of the the teaching ministry in the local assembly is prayer meeting. Okay, it's prayer. Peter said we'll give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. A church that is being taught should also naturally flow into prayer prayers. So you should be a praying church. You 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 should engage in prayer. You should be excited when it's time to pray. Hallelujah. I say, wow. if, you, if you approach prayer as a burden, something that you are reluctant to do, then it means you've not been properly taught. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into your house of the Lord. You know, he said, a, a, a day in your courts is better than a thousand years in the king's courts in the king's palaces. So we should always, there should be a hunger, a desire for the child of God to want to fellowship with God in prayer. Amen. It's not something you should be coerced into. But you know, unfortunately, prayer meeting is one meeting where a lot of people, Christians, don't go. You know, a lot of Christians don't go for prayer meetings. They say, I say it's just prayer meeting. It's not just prayer meeting. Acts 13, Warren said, talked about certain prophets and teachers, like Barnab starting with Barnabas and ending with Saul. Said, as they ministered to the Holy Ghost and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Praise God. You must. Learn to pray. You know, at the Kingsville Global Fellowship meeting yesterday, yesterday we rounded up for the year and we shared testimonies and just took communion together. And uh, I, 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 I was so glad, you know. Okay, my volume. My volume is low. Really? Uh, when I was even thinking I was shouting too much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, I'm using bedroom voice. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> what a confirmation. <laughs> okay. Uh, apologies for that. But I hope you heard 75% of what I said. Okay. So, like I was saying, that at the King's Youth uh, Global Fellowship meeting yesterday, people were sharing testimonies. And uh, one of the things that I, that I noticed in virtually all the testimonies was that they had times where they had to go pray to seek God's face and direction as regards various things that were in the front burner before them. Right? And they, 
said they were moved, they, 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 they got specific directions, specific instructions. Some of them that even sounded very crazy. Hallelujah. And um, they, they, they said they, they did that and testimonies came out of it. Out of following those instructions that they got in the place of prayer. You know, and they made comments that, wow, they're really so glad, you know, that they, that, they passed the, that they passed through the Kingsville Church, you know, where they, you know, where we place emphasis on you being taught. You know, you don't have to run helter-skelter looking for one person to pray for you. You know, every now and then, um, um, encounters with grace, I get messages. Even this morning, I say, got a message. This morning, uh, someone said, oh, you know, the person, is, the person is looking for accommodation money. And he's asking me that I should pray for him. I should pray along with him that I should get accommodation money. <laughs> you know, so sometimes I let them know that, come, I'm not sure I'm going to pray for you, really. Uh, I'm not so sure I will pray for you. I want you to pray for you. You can depend on your, you can depend on your faith. Praise God. You don't need a man of God to pray for you for accommodation money. Praise God. Amen. If they pray for you, is it bad? No, it's not bad. But, you know, there comes a time where a believer should be able to learn to stand on its own. Amen. Praise God. And, uh, of course, not depending on another person's prayer or not depending on another person's uh, 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 anointing on intercession or supplication. You should be able to do it all by yourself and get results and then come back and share the testimony. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, let's, 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 um, uh, so we have such prayer meetings and then we also have uh, other meetings. We have evangelistic meetings where uh, we reach out to the lost primarily. The meeting is set up to reach out to the lost. This coming year, we are going to be having on uh, Easter Sunday again, we'll be having our Friends Day service. That's an evangelistic meeting, for example, where we will be inviting friends into the house and presenting the gospel to them. Okay? So we also have what we call the Holy Ghost meeting, like that which we're having today. Now, uh, let me just quickly share with you a few things that can serve as hindrances, right? Things that can hinder us from enjoying the ministry of the Holy Ghost in a Holy Ghost meeting. Okay? Let's just quickly share that because um, afterwards we'll just flow in the spirit song. We'll just demonstrate. We said the Holy Ghost meeting is one where we allow the Holy Ghost to have free course amongst us, to move amongst us, in us and through us. So that's why I said it's not a one-sided affair. First Corinthians chapter 14, quickly, let's, let's start from there. First Corinthians 14 and verse 26. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26. Okay? 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26. It says, how is it then, brethren? So here, Paul is teaching about uh, uh, 
what we call a believer's meeting or a Holy Ghost meeting. It says, how is it then, brethren? Amen. Why is it important for us to learn this? Pastor, why can't you just, uh, you know, share, share a message that will just bless us, meet on meet it, and then we'll go and pray for us and, you know. This, it's because we need to learn this so that we can take advantage of it. It has been given to us as an instruction. Hallelujah. It's like, you know, you, you are a, um, you are a medical student and nobody teaches you anatomy. You are a medical student and nobody teaches you anatomy. You only do physiology, biochemistry, and uh, all the others. You know, but you don't do anatomy. You can't be a well-rounded medical doctor. Do you agree with me? Yeah, you can't. Hallelujah. And God wants us to be a well-rounded Christian so that everywhere and anywhere we are, we can, we can, we, we, we can flow with the Holy Ghost. We know what to do, you know. A couple yesterday was sharing with me that, wow, that where they are serving in the church now, that it's like eh, the way that the, 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 in the ministry doors that have opened up to them, that I used to, they remember that I used to tell them that if you are in Kingsville Church, you have been anywhere you go when you leave this place, uh, if and when you leave this place, uh, anywhere you go, go you'll be able to, you'll be, you will be, you can pastor. You know, many of us now, we think that, well, what can I do? What can I do? Get to some other places. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked at what you have, you know, deposited on the inside of you. You know, you that you didn't used to share anything, you can, you can just end up becoming the pastor of that place. Praise God. So just get ready. Anything can happen. Tell your neighbor anything can happen. The Holy Ghost can fling you anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no. So if you still intend to travel out, don't just think about going to make money. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. God is depositing you into that place so that you can do water. You can, you can, you can be a champion for him. You can, you can walk for him. The things that he has deposited in your spirit can find expression. Because friends, they are scarce. You wonder, are they really scarce? Yes, they are. Glory to God. Amen. So he says, how is it then, brethren? When you come together, every one of you. Somebody say, every one of you. So it means every one of you here. Every one of us here. If you're born again, you've got this Holy Ghost on the inside of you. Every one of us. He says, every one of us has a sound. Say, I have a sound. <laughs> Pastor, do I have a psalm? Yes. <laughs> How do I know? Glory to God. The Bible says that the day you got born again, you got the Holy Ghost came on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. Back up to chapter 1, verse 4, verse 1. Chapter 14, verse 1. Back up to chapter 14, verse 1. When we'll come back here. Follow after love. I've been teaching on this in our weekly meetings, right? Right? For those of us who have been attending. Follow after love and desire spirituals, especially that you should do what? Especially that you do what? So, 
How do I prophesy? It starts with a desire. If you don't desire, right, you will not. To prophesy means not yea, 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 yea. The Lord said I should not go to Isola tomorrow. The Lord said I should not go to your village for the next seven days. That's not, that's not what we're talking about here. Praise God. It's, 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 it's speaking under the inspiration of, God, of the Holy Ghost. Speaking by the Spirit. Of course, such things can happen. Amen. After all, it happened to Paul. When they wanted to go somewhere, the Holy Spirit forbid them to go. Right? Okay. But that's not all there is. He says that when we prophesy, it is for edification, for exhortation, and for what? For comfort. Praise God. So he said, when you come together, every one of you has a psalm. A psalm is a message that is all by the inspiration of God, you know, that, it, that either eulogizes God or speaks about his wonders. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, every one of you, why? Because you have the Holy Spirit in you. One says, well, I think I need to, I need to, 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 to have fasted for a while or I need to have been a Christian for a long time. No, you don't have to be. Praise God. Acts chapter 10. Let's turn to it. Acts 10 verse 44. Acts 10 verse 44. Acts 10 44. While Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which had the word. This happened in Cornelius' house. Next verse. And they of the circumcision, that is the Gentiles, the non-Jews, which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that, oh, sorry, they of the circumcision, that is the Jews, right? Okay? They were astonished because that on the Gentiles was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Next verse. For they heard them do what? Speak with tongues and what? Magnify God. Now, these guys just got born again that same day. In fact, that same minute, the very next meeting, minute, they were speaking with other tongues. Acts 19, Acts 19, Acts 19. Verse 6, Acts 19, 6. When Paul laid hands on them, when he got to Ephesus, he saw some guys, some disciples, he said, hey, have you guys received the Holy Ghost since you believed? So which means that really it should be, uh, being filled with the Holy Ghost, it's something that should be common. It should be uncommon not to have a believer Right? It, is, it should be uncommon to have a believer not filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking other tongues. Amen. It should be unusual. Because, hey, guys, God born again same day and God filled with the Holy Ghost same minute. So if you are here, you are, you, you are born again and you don't speak with other tongues, it's abnormal. You are abnormal. It's not an insult, but I'm just trying to show you who you are. 
you are abnormal. Amen. Because you received the ability the day you got born again. Those guys got born again, same minute, same minute they were speaking with other tongues. They didn't have to go to any school of speaking in tongues. They didn't have to go through any school of discipleship. They didn't have to go through any new believers class. Because it is, it is in the process of going through all those classes, that's when all those you know, things that don't need to be in your head just come out. You start to reason out the spirit. How can I be speaking a language that I don't understand? So the Holy Ghost did not give them the time to start asking questions as Gentiles. Look at here. He said, when Paul laid his hand, had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they did what? And they did what? They spoke with tongues, and what else did they do? They prophesied. So you don't have to have been filled with the Holy Ghost for a long time before you can prophesy. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I've got the Holy Ghost. I can prophesy. Come on, tell him again, I've got the Holy Ghost. I can prophesy. The word of God says so. So I will place a demand on the spirit within to prophesy today. I will prophesy today. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Come on, say with confidence. I will prophesy today. I've got the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. So back to First Corinthians 14. I said we are talking about the hindrances. But let's look at First Corinthians 14, verse 26. How is it then, brethren, when you come together like we have come together now? He said, every one of us has a psalm. Everyone of us has a doctrine. What's a doctrine? A teaching. So which means that you can be inspired, you can be inspired at the spur of the moment to teach about something. Hallelujah. To just exhort us about something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember several meetings, some several years ago, in a meeting, and uh, while we're having the having the meeting, and it was a, it was a believers meeting like this, and in a room, you know, one of these hostels, you know, so person just came, so please, I have a word, and the person began to share about joy. One say, but we've heard about joy before. Oh, you, you can never get tired hearing about joy. Hallelujah. Because the things that want to stifle your joy, they are there confronting you every day. Amen. January 1 will come now everybody will shout, say, hallelujah. Um, happy New Year, happy New Year, happy New Year. You know, praise God. And January 2 comes, you come to the office, and then you just hear a bang, Bwah. something hits you. <laughs> say, oh Lord, what a way to start the year. So you know that January 2nd will come. It's not everybody that will hear good news. So you know that January 2 will come and you can get to your office and you will face challenges. And management makes two, takes a, uh, announces a management decision that they took January, December 30th and comes to announce it. And it doesn't, it doesn't all go well for everybody. Instead of making people happy, it's making people sad. 
We don't even know what Enobu is going to announce January 1st now. Hallelujah. And it, it, it may affect some, uh, some sectors negatively, some positively. Say, ah, but I thought they said that it's a year of increase. Ah, this one doesn't look like increase. Listen, listen to me. Hallelujah. We live in a world that is uncertain, full of uncertainties. Are you listening to me? Praise God. We live in a world full of uncertainties. But then, someone comes, you heard the day before about, about joy. Something you have been hearing about for donkey years. It's not, it's not new. Hey, that the, fa the fact that it's not new does not mean that it is not of God. Glory to God. All over the book of Philippians. That was the theme of that book. He was talking about them rejoicing. He kept on saying it and saying that. I mean, as if, in fact, he now said, finally, my brethren, rejoice. <laughs> Again, I say rejoice. After he had said it a couple of times. And even after the finally rejoice, he now even said it again. Afterwards. So it means it's worth repeating. It's worth repeating. And that, that sister just shared about joy that day. And oh, the whole of that room just erupted. Praise God. You could, you could feel the presence of the Holy Ghost in, the, in that atmosphere. And it just, you know, and those things just have a way of strengthening you. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, so, so don't, you, you, you can be inspired in that direction. In fact, you can even be inspired to repeat what somebody else said earlier. The Holy Ghost doesn't mind. Okay, so he said, he said, we have a tongue, you have revelation, you have interpretation. Okay, so which means that one of the things that can take place here is interpretation. Of tongues. So, in other, in other words, uh, the Holy Ghost that gives tongues. Uh, now, there's what is called there's tongues in private. In other words, in your private life, you speak with other tongues. Can we do that right away? Can we do that? Yeah, let's do that. Just pray in other tongues. Let's just pray in other tongues. Tongues. <laughs> Estehithre de Kulum Fele, Mambra Thrado Kushten Clapravabar de Kishtupaya, Elovobo Fredekiasusufrenem Onstapaya. Praise God. Amen. Now, we're all speaking in other tongues generally. Now, someone can have a word, right, in other tongues for the general body. Okay? I remember many years ago, Brother D, I used to flow a lot in that. Amen. He would just come and just give a word in tongue and then now start looking. Yeah, so yeah, interpretation. <laughs> D, you remember? Yes. You know, and, um, and someone else will come. Says one has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. So, Paul says that when we pray in other tongues, when we deliver a message in other tongues, he said the person should also pray that he may interpret. You can also pray that you 
to interpret the tongue. The same spirit that gives the tongue is the same spirit that gives what? The interpretation. Hallelujah. But you can train yourself to interpret. It's still the same spirit. Okay? Now, number one thing that can um, hinder the flow of the spirit in the Holy Ghost meeting is ignorance. Ignorance. In teaching about that on Wednesdays, Philip, First uh, Corinthians chapter twelve, verse one, concerning spirituals, brethren, I would not have you what ignorant. Don't be ignorant. You know you can be ignorant and be proud of it. Praise God. You can be ignorant and be proud of it. You can be ignorant and think that, well, I don't think I, I just got born again. Yes, I mean, yesterday, I mean, I just got born again a year ago. I shouldn't be prophesying. How can I prophesy? No. We've seen it in the scriptures. Acts chapter 2, they prophesied on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 10, they prophesied in Cornelius' house. Acts chapter 19, they prophesied in uh, whose house now? Uh, in Ephesus, thank you. You know, they prophesied. It's for you and I. It's an endowment of the spirit for the benefit of the body. Because in verse 7, it says that the manifestations of the spirit is given for the common good. Is given for what? The common good. Is given for the common good. Is given for the common good. If there was no common good in it, he wouldn't have endowed us with it. That's why he said we shouldn't despise it. You know, ignorant people will despise it. Amen. Don't despise it. Number two. An act, I mean, irreverence. No, let me first, let me, let me, before I talk about irreverence, let me talk about condemnation. A sense of condemnation. A self sense of unworthiness. Romans 8 verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Praise God. God was, God saw it fit enough to fill you with the Holy Ghost the way you are. <laughs> he qualified you enough to get you to, to get the Holy Ghost in that, inside of you so you qualify praise God someone says things oh you have to be perfect before you can prophesy or else you'll be speaking prophecy from the devil that's not correct praise God hallelujah Peter was God those guys filled with the Holy Ghost yet Peter was rebuked by Paul for, for acting hypocritically when he saw the Gentiles. In, when Paul rebuked him in Galatians. So, so you don't have to be perfect. In fact, God used Peter so much. Remember, it was through Peter. Three, when he preached on the, on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people got born again, right? 
But this same Peter in chapter 10 of Acts of the Apostle, he was questioning the Holy Spirit. His, when he saw a vision, animals that the Jews were not permitted to eat. And then in the vision, the Lord said, hey, take and eat. He said, no, me? God, no, I, I will not eat. We don't eat this. He said, take it. No, we don't know. eat it. He was angry with the Lord. <laughs> Yet God still used him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Corinthian bunch, like we call them, you know, they, Paul said they were carnal people. Yet they didn't lack behind in any gift. So it's not about being morally perfect, but it's about being filled with the Holy Ghost. Should you be morally upright? Yes, you should. You should you grow in your in your conduct, Christian conduct? Should you improve in your Christian conduct? You should. The Bible says that we should possess our vessels with holiness. However, anyone Take note, he did not qualify us in 1 Corinthians 14. He said, every one of you, every one of you, every one of you, for the common good. Hallelujah. So, you don't have to feel any sense of condemnation. Don't let the devil put you down that, oh, you don't qualify to prophesy. You don't qualify to lay hands on the sick. You don't qualify to be a blessing, to minister to someone else. Amen. Praise God. Hey, if you could use a donkey. Remember the story of the donkey? Who was on top of the donkey? Huh? Balaam. Balaam, Balaam. Okay. He used a donkey to speak. Are you not much more than a donkey? Are you not much of much more value than a donkey? Yes. Praise God. And number three, we will not see the move of the Spirit in all, in, amongst us uh, if we don't reverence those things. If we don't reverence the practices, we don't reverence the Spirit of God amongst us. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. Hebrews 12, 28. It says, Wherefore we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Reverence. You know, we should reverence the things of the Spirit. What does it mean to re reverence? It means to have respect for, to have regard for. That's why, personally, I, 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 I don't like when someone is using, I mean, uh, 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 using tongues to do comedy. You know, uh, it's an act of irreverence. You know, 
because it's a sacred thing that it is common, that it is something you can, you can engage in at any time. Tea does not make it uh, unimportant. Who Acts chapter 2 verse 4, he said that they were, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God did, gave them what? Utterance or gave them ability. So that you speak in tongues now upon an instruction does not mean that it's not, it's not the Holy Ghost. And so, you know, of course, when we were younger, instead of us saying we are speaking in tongues, we'll be using the word skabash. So, let, let, I want to go, let's go and skabash. They are skabashing. That's irreverence. It's not like skabashing. Praise God. They are praying in tongues. They are praying in the spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, or someone, you know, uh, 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 giving a, a prophecy, you know, and and it's uh, it's you say, well, I remember, you know, last week, uh, you know, Brother Kofi came out and said we should rejoice and rejoice and and rejoice. Now this week, uh, that you know, is coming out and saying we, I rejoice, I rejoice. Uh, is it not what are they going to do there? Is it not that we are going to just dance in the Holy Ghost? Is it not just that we are going to shout and we go rejoice? Is you you are despising it. Don't despise it. You can't reap the benefits if you really despise it. A friend of mine was sharing a story about how they were having a Holy Ghost meeting. And uh, they were in a meeting and then they, 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 they now announced that well, we're going to just have a believer's meeting here. said, and one one brother you know, who had been a who is also was also a minister, stood up and was about to walk out. And he said, he said the Holy Ghost actually told him that this guy was going to stand up and walk out. And so he went to meet him. He said, Brother, himself and other minister went to meet him. He said, Brother, where are you going? He said, uh, it's not Holy Ghost meeting. I was like, and so? And then the other minister that came with him, the person telling this story, said, he just gave him a word. He said, he said you've got a problem with your shoulder. You know, and you've been having this uh, challenge for quite a while. So, 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 so. And, and I said, yes. And then right there, he laid his hands on him, and the guy got well immediately. He said, go well immediately. The guy turned back, went back to sit down. <laughs> if something he had despised, he was going to walk out. Because well, it's in the Holy Ghost meeting. Uh, what did they do there? They prophesy, they, they speak in tongues, they dance, they jump. Some of them is even youthful, like, you don't even know whether it's in the flesh or in the spirit, you don't even know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was just despising it, I was going to walk out. 
may you not walk out of your blessings. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 On the last, Pastor Yuti was sharing with us yesterday that um, on the last day of camp meeting, but while we were at the other church, you know, the pastors came here to, to lay hands on the children, you know, and um, so afterwards he came, he came in, he, uh, Sister Antonia pushed him forward and she come and um, said, I'll, I'll lay, that I was laying hands on all, on all the leaders and all that. So, and, and he said he had been, there some thoughts had, had been crossing his mind. Some had been bothering him, you know. Some things had been bothering him, you know. Some, some fears, you know. He actually said he was getting scared about some certain things, you know. Can't go into any of the details. And, and he said, I just, he came to the front and I laid hands on him. And I said some things. Of course, myself and himself didn't have any conversations. We didn't have any conversation concerning that thing that he was scared of, you know. And I, as I laid hands on him, I spoke some things that addressed that, those fears exactly, you know. And almost practically used the words that were coming to his heart. You know. I, I, I don't remember, but of course the recipient you remember. If the recipient doesn't remember, then voila, <laughs> wa. <laughs> you know, and and that just helped. That boosted his faith. That boosted his faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just like I mean, we 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 next year. Our major project for 2024 is going to be our land. You know, we are going to be buying our own land. That's, that's, that's our major project. And you know what? We are riding on the wings of prophecy for that. We are actually riding on the wings of prophecy for that. Praise God. If you have been with me for so long, you know I'm not so crazy about that. You know, mine is the people. Take care of the people. That's the church. Hallelujah. You know, I personally don't believe in, oh, if you don't, if you don't have your property, you're not established. That's not true. The first hundreds of years of the church of Jesus Christ, they owned no property. And the church is still in existence till today. Jesus owned no property. And said, well, he only said for three and a half years. Where well, he could have built one for his disciples afterwards. Well, he didn't. Even the disciples didn't have. So the building is not the church. Praise God. That's why in China they have no building, and yet there are thousands, millions of believers who have been turned in on a yearly basis. You know, the gospel is spreading seriously. You know where they are meeting? They are meeting in caves, they are meeting in hideouts. And you are seeing teenagers pastoring churches of over a thousand teenagers. So the church says, I'm not crazy about building. But if the Lord says we should go ahead and do it, we'll do it. Praise God. 
And so we are riding on the wings of prophecy. So I'm, I'm so relaxed, you know, when I was mentioning to the leaders yesterday that, ah, we are, look, we are going to be looking for, at about 100 million. You know, my mind, first of all, just, <clears throat> I just said, well, relax, Jarebo. Holy Ghost, don't talk out. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So don't, don't, don't let's, let's, let's be reverent. You, that you don't understand what is happening does not mean that you should despise it. Milka, Saul's daughter, despised the dancing of David and she remained barren all her life. When David was dancing, I can say, how can a king be dancing before people like this? She despised him. So we don't despise spiritual things. Are you listening to me? Don't, 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 if you don't understand it, don't worry. Praise God. You, it's not everything that you practice that you understand. Hallelujah. With time, you get to understand it because it's in the word. There are some things, I mean, imagine if they had to understand speaking in tongues before, get, before being filled with the Holy Ghost. Nobody will be filled with the Holy Ghost. Said, while the, the Peter yet spoke, the Holy Ghost fell on them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And number three, number three or number four? Number four hindrance is uh, strife. Let me talk about strife first. Strife. Strife can hinder the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. Strife can hinder the things of the spirit. Listen to me. The person who will walk the miracle that will bring your healing may just be sitting beside you. In fact, the person may even be sleeping beside you. Husband and wife. The person whom God is going to use to prophesy some things into your life. Amen. Maybe that sister who asked you to go and sit somewhere as an usher and you disobeyed. Because remember, the Bible says that every one of you has something. So that person that is sitting beside you has something. And that thing can be for you. And so we, and God, when God wants to bless people, who does God use? Huh? People. God uses men to bless men. God uses men to bless men. If you despise the man, you may not receive the blessing. That's why the Bible says, honor all men. Honor men. Honor men. Honor men. If you despise men. So, well, you know, <laughs> and that's the reason why the devil knows this, isn't it? 
Had the princes of this world known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory, but now they know. They didn't know then, but now they know. So they know that God had to become man to be able to bless man for redemption to take place. So, what will the devil do? The devil will try to create strife in a local assembly. Tell your neighbor, don't join them in the strife club. Don't join them. Don't join them. If someone is coming to report somebody to you, after reporting, ask them for what's the purpose of the report. If the purpose of the report is, eh, 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 I just wanted you to know for what reason. For what reason? Hey, so that you can be informed. For what reason? If the information is going to poison my mind against that brother. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So the devil tries to walk strife. That's why we must make sure that, remember that chapter 14 verse 1 that we read, it said, follow after love and desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Follow. So the love is a platform. I shared that with us on, on Wednesday. So the devil will try to create strife. You know, how can I receive a message from somebody I am, um, I am fighting with? I am quarreling with? You can't. Even if you receive the message, you say, that brother, does he deserve it? Holy Spirit, next. <laughs> Do you understand? Praise God. Praise God. So we do every, our best to ensure that what? We don't allow strife. Number five. Number five. Glory to God. Not paying attention to instructions can hinder the move of the Spirit. Not paying attention to what? instructions not paying attention to instructions not paying attention to instructions yeah. if I ask if we give an instruction you know that everyone let's pray in tongues and you, you can pray in tongues so you refuse to that means you are not paying attention we say, let's all stand up. Let's all rejoice. You know, Paul, Paul's instruction, Paul didn't give it as, a, as an opinion. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. You know, he didn't say, oh, okay, if you feel like. Huh? He didn't say, if you feel like. He said, rejoice. So what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to do what? To rejoice. I say, how can I rejoice? How do I rejoice? How many of you have rejoiced before in your, in your life? <laughs> you have rejoiced before in your life. Not in church, outside of church. You have rejoiced outside of church before. Have you never rejoiced before? Uh-uh. 
How many of you rejoice over something lately? Lately, this last week, this last week, you rejoice. What did you rejoice over, Brother Victor? Oh, you had some prayers that travel. Ah, so millions eh, dollars have come to you, eh? <laughs> you know, he rejoiced. Okay. Yes, who else rejoiced on Christmas Day? <laughs> when you were eating chicken. Okay, you, you rejoiced. You know, so we, we, the, were, were the musicians there to rejoice with you? No. Hallelujah. Praise God. One says, uh, well, there should be a reason to rejoice. How can I rejoice without a reason? Hallelujah. In the word, you can rejoice without a tangible reason. Just because you are given an instruction to rejoice. Acts 2 verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Amen. They began to, they, it was not the Holy Spirit that forced their mouth. If they did not begin to, right, the winds, all those manifestations would have just been for a waste. Hallelujah. So when we are in a Holy Ghost meeting, and we are given instructions. Someone says, Oh, yeah, run. I say, Ah, run. I'm not a madman. Can I just be running like that? Amen. <laughs> then you're as good as Neyman, who said, Ha ha. He said, go and watch in Jordan. He said, ah, 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 ah. Can't you see I'm a general? I have beautiful pools in Syria, in Damascus. You didn't say I should go and watch there. He said, I should go and watch in dirty Jordan. Not knowing that it was in dirty Jordan, his miracle was residing. And they said, I should run two years ago. I ran. What has come out of it? Run again. Elijah was praying. He asked the servant, go and check. That one came. Did you see anything? Nothing. He said, go and check again. Did you see anything? Nothing. Go and check again. Did you see anything? Nothing. Go and check again. It was at the seventh time. He now checked. And then came back and said, hey, I see. Do you know Something like looks like the hand of a person in the sky. How can you? How, how many of you have seen a hand in the sky before? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes one day, when I was meditating, I was like, how could it be that maybe this guy was just frustrated that man? Let me just tell this man something. Go <laughs> Let me just tell him something. <laughs> but well, well said, he said, he said, he said, that was enough. He said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Come on, tell him that he should run to his house because rain is coming. 
Instructions. Instructions. Follow instructions. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost a little. Stand to your feet, everyone. 